Hey everyone out there, welcome to Redevelop That. I'm your host, Derek Allen. Let's take a moment, sit down, and discuss all things redevelopment in the city of Henderson. Three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody, to Redevelop That. Uh, Derek Allen and Tiffany Reardon here today with you. We're uh, grateful that you're tuning back in to this week's episode. We have a great interview for you with uh, Tim Brooks from Emerald Island Casino and the Rainbow Casino. He's the owner of both of those great uh, establishments here on Water Street. So if you're ever down here, you can stop in uh, to either one of those casinos and uh, check out what's going on. They have some great restaurants that uh, and cafes to, that you can come and uh, partake of their food. So I highly yeah. recommend the barbecue over at Emerald Island Grill. It's delicious. Yeah, you can smell it for blocks away. It just entices you to stop by. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that just draws you right in <laughs> down when it's uh, got all over downtown. So yeah, go check that out. That's great. Forgot about that. That's a good one. And while um, you're down here, after you visit Emerald Island Grill or Triple B Burgers, um, don't forget to stop by our Water Street Events Plaza. Coming up, we have an evening with Paula Fuga on September 3rd and the Pacific Island Festival on September 9th and 10th. Yeah, a lot of fun activities coming up here. We're getting into that season again. I know we mentioned it before, but... Going into fall, we have a lot of activities down here on Water Street that's uh, coming. And I'm going to set up at September 2nd for the evening with Paula Fuga. Oh, September 2nd. She is a renowned artist that actually performs with Jack Johnson and Ziggy Marley. Wow, that's pretty big. That's exciting. So it's at the amphitheater here on Water Street? Yes. Okay, cool. So September 2nd, come on down and check that out. Check out that concert. That sounds like a fun night. Well, with that, uh, we'll go ahead and turn to our interview with Tim. Uh, he had a, a lot of great things, a lot of great insights about his experience here on Water Street. And he's been uh, down here for the past almost over 20 years now. Um, and so he's, you know, he came in and took, uh, took over at the Emerald Island Casino and has grown that establishment and has uh, created a, a great uh great venue space down here for uh, for people to visit and uh, to come and uh, uh, hang out. And so let's uh, sit back, relax, and let's uh, listen in on what Tim's got to say. So we're here with Redevelop That. We're with Tim Brooks with Emerald Island and the Rainbow Casinos. Uh, we're grateful to have you on today and to be here with us. Um, well, I look, I've been looking forward to this since Vani told me about it a, a few months ago, or maybe a month ago. So I, I, this is great. It's good to be here. Yeah, we're excited to, to you know, we're slowly growing the, the podcast, getting it out there. And, and really, this is, a, you know, this is a podcast, you know, from businesses to businesses. You know, we're, that's kind of our market is uh, the business owners and the other businesses here in the area so that everybody kind of starts getting to know uh, who the owners are and who the you know what companies and businesses are are in our redevelopment areas and so uh, to really get that you know to get your you know your name out there and, uh, and we found that you know when businesses know other businesses then that's when the community starts to grow um, and so 
that's what you know why we're here to, to help you get your name out there. Well, I'm here to tell a story. <laughs> the good. Yeah. Well, we understand that you, your story started actually in restaurants. I did. It started right after college. I got in the restaurant business in downtown Los Angeles, and I worked for uh, a gentleman. Supposed to be one year when I got out of school, and it ended up being 15 years. And I got recruited uh, by a gaming corporation in northern Nevada that had four small properties in the Reno Sparks area. And eventually became their CEO uh, and ran four properties, gaming casinos up there. We all had restaurants, so I was a big help to them in, in helping them uh, get their food and beverage things in line because that's what I had been trained to do. And uh, then in 2000, excuse me, 1998, we uh, discovered a little small casino here in Henderson uh, that we uh, bought and we remodeled and we opened it in October of 99 up the street. And uh, one thing led to another. I ended up leaving that company, uh, found the Emerald Island Casino, which was at one time uh, originally a post office, which you may, know, may or may not know. It was a po- U.S. post office. It was built in 1949. The building's built really well, as you can tell. I, that was like during the Cold War era. So everything that the government built was, was like a bomb shelter. So we know that every time we try to bump out a wall or something, it's like, oh, gosh, there's rebar and concrete and cinder blocks. So it's very well built back in those days. So we, uh, uh, my brother, twin brother Mike, who still lives in Southern California, and I teamed up and we bought the building in 2001. And we formed our company and got went through the licensing process and opened the Emerald Island in May of 2003. Okay. And so the, uh, the original post office that was here uh, closed in 1998, and it became become three casinos between 1998 and 2000. All three of them had failed. So yeah. people looked at me and said, are you crazy? You're going to fail too. But I didn't know any better. So sometimes it's better not to know. Right. And then you have more, uh, more courage or guts to take a <laughs> leap of faith. So we did, and it worked out real well. We had a lot of uh, assistance, or I should say help and guidance from the redevelopment agency at that time. And they, they walked us through the, the licensing process and what we had to do. And one thing led to another. So like I said, we bought the building in 2001, and 18 months later in 2003, in, in May of 2003, we, uh, we were open. And I don't know what happened in between 2001 and 2003. It was a blur, and it's been a really, really fun. We just celebrated our 19th anniversary at the Rainbow, or excuse me, at the Emerald Island. And yeah. so a lot of things, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, have, have happened since then. But what's happened on Water Street, if you haven't been here, come see it, and you'll yeah. be very happy with what you see. Insane. Yeah, you definitely have seen a, a lot of the transformation here on Water Street through all that time. Then, the, uh, There's no doubt. There's been a transformation is, is probably an understatement because it's really come full circle. So when we first opened here in 2003, there were very few businesses that were open after dark. I mean, there's still the old stalwarts like, you know, the Goldmine Tavern has been here since 65 and right. things of that nature. But right. now you've got wonderful restaurants like Juan's Flaming Fajitas. You've got a coffee bar, Public Works. You've got all the Lifeguard Arena. And there's all kinds of good things here that you can come do and, and have fun. Yeah, it's definitely the the nighttime uh, ambiance has changed quite a bit down here on Water Street. It really has, and I think uh, someone mentioned to this this earlier that you come down um, on Water Street on the weekend, and there's people actually on the street walking back and forth, you know, to other businesses. You can actually do a pub crawl if you want. You can yeah, right. you can go ice skating. I mean, you can do all kinds of things here. And the city has done a great job with the with the events plaza. They're always putting on. It seems like every weekend they, there's an event going on. So it's just a wonderful place to be right now. Yeah, they're definitely. Uh, I know our Parks and Recs crew that uh, manage and oversee kind of the events plaza 
know, they work, they work hard to, to keep that active and keep that, uh, engaged and then to also get the businesses involved with, uh, with those events. Yeah. And what's really helped too are our, our master plan communities like Cadence, which is just a mile from here. And then there's another Black Mountain Country Club area mm-hmm. that's been, the, the golf course is gone and there's new homes coming there. So obviously there's more people. So you have critical mass. So yeah. it's good for businesses and it's also good for the people that live here. And it's, it's got a hometown feel, feel if you, if you, lived here any specific amount of time you know what i'm talking about and once you come down here you're like going okay this is cool especially if you come down for a special event yeah yeah definitely when uh, water streets close down and a lot of vendors on the street it definitely yeah. has a, a cool vibe to it so very cool so you know so the through the time you've been here you've seen a lot of uh, dare i say ups and downs of our economy and pandemic and all sorts of things you know how's that you know how have you guys been able to weather all that right well that's a great question so 2003 we opened and you know there was a learning curve for us our, our first casino on our own i'd never uh, had my own business i always worked for somebody so it was that was a learning curve but once you make a decision you don't look back so it was things started really doing really well and the end of 2003, 2004, 2005, everything was going great, as you remember. Yeah. 2006 was phenomenal. 2007, pretty good. And then yeah. 2008 came with 9 and 10. Yeah. And, well, well you know what happened. Well, yeah, they were lean times. Oh, well, we did okay because we offer value. And, mm-hmm. and, when, and people aren't going to stop wanting to go out. What they do is they seek value. And so we actually saw growth during those years. But still... It wasn't as it, we didn't grow as much as we would like to have, but at least we did see some growth. So it took time. And in about 2012, 13, we did a little addition here at the Emerald Island. And one thing led to another. More people started uh, frequenting the area. The city, as I said earlier, did a great job in promoting the area. So uh, here we are 10 years later. And it's, it's hard to believe sometimes I have to pinch myself and go, it's 2022, 2012, 2010. That was 12. 10 years ago yeah, it doesn't seem it seems crazy doesn't right. it so i always have to remind myself oh that was 2010 that was 12 years ago yeah. wow okay here we go so come a long way since then yeah we have and then um the peppermill corporation owned the, had owned the rainbow club directly across the street from us on water street mm-hmm. had uh, they'd owned the rainbow since 1984 and and they had decided they wanted to divest themselves of their property here. They have 5,000 employees in their company, and mm-hmm. pretty much all of them are in northern Nevada, the Reno right. Sparks and the Windover area, and they, yeah. and we had a good relationship with them, right? You always want to be good neighbors, and you get yeah. along with your, your with your neighbors, and, hey, we, we'd run out of something. Hey, we need flour, so to speak, for lack of a better and we'd borrow it from them. They'd borrow something from us, so we got to know them, and they approached me, and 2016, 17, said, we're thinking about selling. Would you be interested? And I said, yes, we would be. And then we were able to consummate the deal. And in 2020, good timing, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> we, uh, we purchased the Rainbow Club and went through the licensing process. So now we employ approximately 325 folks in, be, in between both properties, the Emerald Island and the Rainbow Club. That's something that we're very proud of because uh, we absolutely. love to create jobs and, and pay our taxes to the city. <laughs> right. And we appreciate that. I'm uh, sure you do. <laughs> Um, something you talked about it kind of in there is uh, that relationships you know the relationships with businesses and the, what you know the good relationship you had with the pepper mill uh, during that time you know what kind of other you know how have you found the other relationships with other businesses in the area downtown I think they've been really really great uh, people look to each other for ideas uh, businesses and 
and we've been here 20 years and some businesses have been here longer than we have but a lot have come in after us and we've welcomed them with open arms and we've reached out to them how can we help you uh, through a vendor partner program that we share in association with other businesses here in the uh, Water Street District so we try to make them feel good because we, we want them to succeed yeah. right because if they do well we're going to do well and, and more people always bring more money to the area so uh, that's we get along. There's the Water Street Business District Association mm-hmm. that uh, is very a uh, big proponent of fostering business and uh, communication and growth in the area, and and that's worked real well. Brings businesses together because we're we're all in this together. Absolutely, you know, it's when one's you know when you one succeed, you all succeed in some form or fashion, and, um, yeah. and there's a lot of synergy that comes with uh, you know similar types of businesses, but also you know diversity of businesses bring a lot of you know brought a lot of value to a to an area and being able to have that variety to to kind of like you just mentioned walking up and down water street you you know you see a lot of interesting things and a lot of different new things that weren't here before so yeah not only uh, private businesses but the public business like the city right they're mm-hmm. our business partner if you really think about yeah. it because the more business we do the more taxes we're going to pay and the more taxes that the city earns the better they're able to service the community yeah. so it, it has a really nice uh, effect on everybody yeah and absolutely and you know our our, our goal and our mission uh, especially within redevelopment is to remove blight you know we're we're here to to make a, a community better and to to make it more appe- you know appealing to you know visitors and residents and the businesses that are that are here in the area and so you know anything we can do to to help remove that stigma of it's you know making it a, a area that people do want to be in and the people that want to that visitors want to come and check out and businesses want to move into is you know it's huge for us and so that's you know definitely our we're we're vested in in uh, seeing seeing you as business owners and you know succeed there's no doubt i mean easier said than done but i think sure. the city does a good job a very good job is they listen and they they take all right, our thoughts or our input, and they and they take it back and they mull it over and they come up with really good strategies, if you will, or best practices. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, now look at not everything that we try is going to work. Yeah, I mean you're going to have to, you're going to fail at certain things. Sure, but as long as you recognize that and you don't stick to it too long and you move on. Yeah. I mean I use I use that analogy of a baseball player when you're successful, thirty percent of the time you're an all star. Right. So kind of use that uh, uh, in business. Because not everything you do is going to be the right thing, but at least you tried. And and what you don't want to do is stick to think something too long that's not working and just move on. Yeah, no, that's a that's a, a practice practice of almost any business uh, is that you try something and yeah, if it works great, succeed and move on. You know, exactly, go with it. But yeah. if it doesn't, yeah. then try it's it. okay to admit you made a mistake. Exactly, <laughs> it's, uh, there's no there's no wrong in failure. Yeah. So in failing, but uh, so I mean, what's your guys's future uh, here on Water Street? Like, I do know you guys are trying to expand, but we are. Well, so we uh, we've actually invested, reinvested quite a bit of our of our um, revenue and in, back into the Rainbow Club, which is doing really well. It's performing well for us. The Emerald Island, and in our in, we enter our nineteenth year. We just started had our nineteenth anniversary this past May, and we have plans to re, to uh, in, expand the Emerald Island, um, add another dining facility, another another bar, and more mm-hmm. slot machines. So. We want to grow along with the, the growth of Water Street. So, again, we got the easy part done. Now we're, we're going through the process, as you well know, yeah. to get that all approved and ready to roll so we can create more jobs yeah. and put more people to work and service the community better. No, and that's why another aspect of redevelopment is, you know, bringing jobs to an area. You know, that is 
you know, what's, you know, what is, makes a community also successful is having good, good jobs for uh, mm-hmm. in our residents to, to be able to so that's true. find I, value in work. I will tell you, Derek, that in 2003, the day we opened our door, we had 62 uh, employees. And I thought to myself, well, we'll never be able to support that. There's too many employees. Now we're up to 300 and a little over 320. That's so, amazing. Yeah, so it's growth. Awesome. So creating jobs is very, very important to us. Nope. And that's uh, then that just means you're growing. So it's, yeah, you got a lot of good customers that keep coming back. And yeah. And, and, the, and a lot of it has to do with people that have moved to the area. The city's done a good job to attract residences. And like I mentioned some, some master plan communities, but you really think about where our growth in our nation is going to occur in the next 20 years from now, it's going to be, the Southwest states like Nevada and Texas and New Mexico. So, and they're, most of them are going to come from our neighbor to the, to the West, right? Mm-hmm. Most of them. Yeah. So, uh, it's got better, it's got a better tax structure. It's a, it's a, Nevada is a great state to live in. Nevada really is a rural state. Actually, yeah. when you think about it, when you get outside of Las Vegas, for that matter, Reno proper, you ever made that drive mm-hmm. from here to Reno, from here to Elko, there's some really, really cool things to do in our state. And I think that, uh, more people are discovering how good it is. I mean, and definitely you get a lot of the snowbirds that uh, that come down that realize like eh, I can deal with I can deal with a little bit of extra heat, and if I don't have to do a snow, so that's yeah. A- well, here in Southern Nevada, the, the heat obviously it can be a, a distraction or a detractor, but once you get through your first summer, it's it's a piece of cake. Having lived in both Northern and in Southern Nevada, from a business standpoint, when I think. There's more people here, so there's obviously more opportunities for businesses like ours. But Northern Nevada is a wonderful place to live as well. I mean, it's 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 just really nice. It's um, a great state. My wife's from uh, Sparks and yeah. lived and uh, grew up in uh, Elko, some and so yeah. Oh, you grew up in Elko. I didn't grow up in Elko. Oh, my wife did. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, so we would visit up there, and there's yeah, there's a lot of there's beauty all over this state that um, I think really goes uh, untalked about and. Um, yeah. It's really overlooked. You just hope people don't ruin it. So when you come to Nevada, respect the state, please. That's Thank right. you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but come and check it out. It's, there's pretty, some pretty amazing stuff also. Um, well, you know, just you know, sitting here listening to all the things you do and all the things you've been involved with, and it sounds like you work a lot. Uh, you, know, you, enjoy what, you enjoy what you do and you enjoy uh, uh, you know, growing the business and, uh, but you know, what are the things like you do? What do you like to do in your spare time? Oh, I love to work. Oh, you like spare to work? Time. Yeah. <laughs> I like to read a lot. I read a lot. I'm a big fan of, of baseball and I'm originally from Southern California. I didn't ruin the state though. I, I respect <laughs> the state here in Nevada. Uh, so I love the Dodgers and I love going to Golden Knights games and, uh, I have two children that live here and, um, we just became grandparents, my wife and I. So that's something that we're looking forward to. Uh, growing here and, and when I leave Henderson it's going to be in a pine box because I'm not going anywhere I love it here so much I think Henderson is the one of the best places in the world to live and I'll stick that one till the day I to that one till the day I die Henderson has definitely uh, come a long ways in uh, from where where its uh, roots began and um, having I was born and raised in Vegas and so i clear on the west side of town but uh, and I know Henderson's history has not always been of growth and change over the years and has become a, a definitely a, a place to... Well, I think Henderson learned a lot from what Las Vegas did. I, I mean, Las Vegas grew so fast back in the, in the 90s, mm-hmm. and, and and Henderson saw that, and they planned. They planned really well the infrastructure 
the parks and recreation, yeah. right? The roads, and I go back to infrastructure where I can remember driving through Vegas, it was, seemed like there was always something going wrong with the sewer system or, or, the, or something was happening. Yeah. But here it was really very well planned. You can, you can tell there was a lot of thought. And I think they learned from some of the mistakes that Las Vegas made, not intentionally, that they made those mistakes, no, but I think Henderson just, learned from that, and that's why people love to, you know, call call Henderson home. Definitely a place to call home. It's very safe, I believe, to live here in Henderson, and I think we have a great uh, public services from the police department to the fire. To you know, there's more hospitals coming. Yeah. Obviously, when people decide to move here, they want to have hospital systems, yeah. right? Because a lot of the people that are moving are are you know getting ready to retire, and yeah. they're gonna they're gonna need the healthcare facilities to get them through their years. In schools, of course, I right. think uh, Henderson, even though there may be a bad rap in some of the schools here in the county, but the Henderson schools are, are very well run, in right. my opinion. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, maybe someday we'll have our own school district. Yeah. You never know. We never know. Yeah. But I definitely know that's why Henderson is the second largest city in the state now, and because uh, you know, this is where people are coming to, to live and yeah. uh, recreate and enjoy the business community that has been developed here. That, yeah. Uh, Groups like you guys have uh, done to, to build you. a great community. So appreciate it. Great Thank structure you. around here. So we, but we really appreciate you coming on and uh, being a part Derek. of our podcast. And uh, we look forward to seeing seeing you guys grow and hopefully do what we can our part to, to help out help that process move along. I appreciate that. It, like I said, I can't say enough good things about our city about the, about the people that live here. So if you're listening, come. We'll be here for you. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Well, thanks, Tim, for that great interview. Thanks for sitting down with, uh, with us to talk about your, uh, your history and your, your, what brought you to Henderson and you know, how you got into the casino business from the restaurant business. But you know, you've uh, definitely built a, quite, a, um, quite a thriving ca- two casinos now here down in downtown Water Street. And so uh, it's exciting to see all the things you've, you've uh, accomplished up to this point in time. And so it was great to hear about all the employees that you've brought down to the Water Street District and the way that you collaborate with our local businesses here within Water Street and with the city of Henderson. We love having business owners like you in this area. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, we've talked about it a little before some of the other businesses there at Broadbent uh, with Jay, uh, Kirk. Uh, that you know, they talk about the collaboration with working with other businesses in the area, and so that's a you know that's a uh, great point, Tiffany, about the opportunity to have to work with some great businesses, other businesses in the area here on Water Street. So we're excited to to have uh, Tim and his group here running the those two casinos. So thanks thanks again, Tim. We really um, appreciate your plug for the city, also working with us to. <laughs> to help build some of our programs and our activities down here and on water street as we, uh, continue our growth and, uh, maturity as a, a downtown destination. But so with that, we have another episode down to today. Uh, thanks for stopping in and listening. And again, I'll make the plug that if you a listener are interested in potentially being on one of our episodes, please feel free to email me at derek.allen, that's D-E-R-E-K dot Allen, A-L-L-E-N, at cityofhenderson.com. And you can also go to our website at cityofhenderson.com. Also, if there's a topic you would like to learn more about, let us know. Reach out. 
if there's a tool that would help you in your business, um, we'd love to talk about it. And maybe we can seek out specific interviewees that would help the, the business community around here. Yeah, we had the one from Red Panda Solutions talked about cybersecurity. And so, yeah, we're definitely open to, to ideas and um, on topics of what you you as business owners find, would find helpful in making your business more successful or growing it uh, here in the area. So, yeah, reach out. Let us know uh, what we can do for you. And so, um, again, that's Derek.Allen at cityofhenderson.com. But with that... We'll wrap up this episode and we look forward to our future episodes. We've got a few more uh, ready to to go and to come uh, to release. We have Laura Jane Spina. She's with uh, Raffi Architecture. She's uh, been a longtime proponent and advocate for redevelopment and here in, in our area. And after that, we'll have Scott Mulrath with the Henderson Chamber of Commerce. Both very interesting individuals. You'll want to tune back in for their episodes. Yeah, we're excited. we got a lot coming up here. So tune back in, and we'll look forward to to talking to you soon. Have a great (laughs) one.